Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Tums present Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson for Tom. Nothing quite robs vitality like a poor night's sleep. When you toss and turn all night, you just can't put your best foot forward the next day. So if you're one of many whose sleep is interrupted by acid indigestion or heartburn, keep a handy roll of Tums at bedside. Then, as soon as excess stomach acid starts churning, reach for Tums. No need to get up for glasses, water, or spoons. There's nothing to mix. You take Tums right where you are. Peel off a couple minty-tasting Tums and eat like candy. Instantly, Tums go to work to bring you wonderful relief. Then you drift back to sleep, wake up in the morning feeling refreshed, all set to put your best foot forward. Get Tums to keep at bedside. Only ten cents a roll, everywhere.
kitchen. Thanks, Mr. Oldtimer. Hey, Johnny, what's this you hear about you taking a bunch of kids on a hike tomorrow? Where'd you hear about? Delivered the groceries to Fuller's yesterday, and that little ape child of theirs, Freddie, he was practicing hatchet throwing in the backyard. Yeah, well, did he tell you I parked the grocery truck in the alley, and he flung your scout axe clean through the windshield. Oh, my. Well, sir, while I was putting a busted windshield on their grocery bill, come to 1480, me and the boy got to talking. And he told you about the hike, eh? No, he told me to give him back his scout axe. Oh. So I says to him, Freddie, I says... It ain't nice to go around throwing hatches through people's windshields, I says. And he says, oh, your mama's mustache. Oh, dear, what a way to talk. Was very disrespectful, daughter, because mama, of course, was clean shaven. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you I was taking the kill? Oh, I says to him, Freddie, I says, that ain't a nice way to talk, I says. <laughs> Little boys, I says, ought to be, I says, polite. <laughs> and just to make sure he understood what I meant, I fetched him one over the ear. <laughs> you were taking your life in your hands. But who told you I was taking... Well, sir, he gave an Indian war whoop, run in the house, and come back out with a Tommy Hack. You mean a Tommy Hawk? Tommy Hack, daughter. Big, ugly kid that lives next door. <laughs> so with that, I seen I was outnumbered, and I got in the truck and went home. Ain't that an interesting experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what about the height? Take my advice, son. Don't go. Oh, sorry. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. A match, a cigarette pipe for campfire can send flames rampaging through America's precious forests, causing enormous losses in natural resources, wildlife, and in many cases, human lives. Careless travelers year after year have been responsible for fires which consume millions of acres of timber and grasslands and result in what has been called America's most shameful waste. Shameful because nine out of every ten forest fires could have been prevented if travelers had observed a few simple common sense precautions. Think of it. Ninety percent of our forest fires are caused by careless people who may even unwittingly start huge conflagrations that require the day and night toil of hundreds of men battling the flames at the peril of their lives. So do remember and observe these simple rules. Crush out all cigarette, cigar, and pipe ashes. Break all matches in two after using them. Drench all campfires thoroughly. Stir and douse again. And above all, first find out what the law is about using fire in that area. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. trying to make a fire by rubbing those silly twigs together? I thought you gave that up. I'm trying something. You watch. Watch this. Definitely, Dave, they're <laughs> on fire. Well, if that is... How, how'd you ever do it? I promise you won't tell Teeny and the kids. Okay. I split the twigs in the middle and hit a match in each twig. Oh, McGee. Yep. And just to make sure there isn't any slip-up, I soaked the sticks in gasoline. McGee, for heaven's sake, isn't this getting a little ridiculous? I don't see why you... Answer the door, will you, kiddo? I want to keep practicing this thing so I can do it like Daniel Boone. All right. Oh, dear. My mother always told me the man I married should be sweet and gentle and kind. This one is sweet and gentle, but what kind I haven't figured out. Well, hello, Dr. Gamble. Come in. Hiya, Molly. Where's your little millstone? I heard that large bucket, and I'm in the den. <laughs> Come on in. I'll show you a little woodcraft. 
show me what? He's Daniel Boone today, Doctor. Oh? He's practicing up on how to start a fire by rubbing two dry sticks together. McGee? Start a fire by rubbing two sticks together? Oh, he couldn't kindle a blaze in a celluloid factory with a blowtorch. <laughs> oh, is that so? Yeah. Well, for your biggie fat information, Greaseball, I just done it. He really did, Doctor. Of course, he split the stick. Tell him nothing, Molly. Now, tell him nothing. So, you don't think I can start a fire by rubbing two ordinary sticks together, eh? Not in a million years. You want a bet? Any amount. A box of cigars. Oh, now, McGee. Okay, one cigar, then. Just one cigar. It's a pleasure. Here's my cigar. And here's mine. We'll let Molly hold them because she don't smoke. Now watch. I take this ordinary twig of maple and I rub it against this ordinary twig of oak. Well? In a minute, Hasty. I'm entitled to another try. <laughs> you might as well save yourself the trouble, Butterfingers. <laughs> Your matches fell out of the stick. What? <laughs> Thanks for the cigar, ham-handed. Uh-huh. Have a happy hike tomorrow, and call me when you get back. I got a special this week on poison ivy. <laughs> Bye, Molly. Bye, Doctor. Gosh, can't even do it with matches. Oh, well, so what? You mustn't worry about Let's it. Let's face it. As a woodsman, I'm a flop. Oh, now you haven't even been to the woods yet. Don't be... You know good and well, if I take them kids out tomorrow, I'll come back here with briar scratches, poison oak, chigger bites, and bee stings. I'm not going to do it. Hand me the phone. The phone? I've made up my mind. I'm going to call the school principal and tell him I'm sick. I'm no Indian scout, and by George... You'll have to wait a minute, dearie. 79 Whistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Who? Oh, Mr. Huntoon. Well, isn't that a coincidence? We were just going to call you. It's the school principal, McGee. Give me that. I'll talk to him. With all the teachers they got at that school, let somebody else take them kids. What's that, Mr. Huntoon? Oh, a reporter from the newspaper. Well, I don't know. You see... What's this about a reporter? The newspaper thinks it's wonderful how a plain citizen interests himself in taking children on trips to the outdoors. Mr. Huntoon told him about it, and the paper would like to do a story on you. He did? Well, give me that phone. Now, don't get angry. After all, he didn't know you changed your mind. Hello, Huntoon. McGee. Yeah. About that reporter from the paper. Huh? Oh, they said they were going to send him over here, eh? Oh, no, no, no. That's perfectly all right. Fine. I'll be happy to give him a story on how a real woodsman lives in the woods. Yep. Spent a lot of time with the Indians in my boyhood, you know. Heavenly day. I'll get some ordinary twigs together and show him how to make a fire without matches. He can take pictures of... Hang on a minute, Huntoon. That's our doorbell. Answer the door, will you, dear? It might be the gentleman of the press. Mm. This is the fastest switch I've seen since the one my kindergarten teacher used to use. Coming! What'd you say, Hunt? Oh, no, don't mind taking the kids out at all. Yep, that'll be fine. Yeah, they can learn a lot. Get them over here tomorrow morning, bright and early. Right. Goodbye. McGee, the reporter's here. Yeah. Well, let's not keep the press waiting, my dear. Show the man in. Yes, sir. Right this way, sir. Oh, thanks, Mrs. McGee. Hmm? Would you hold my lollipop while I get this dumb interview over with? Now, wait a minute, Willie Toops. You're the reporter? It isn't Brenda Starr. It's for the school paper. But Jughead, our editor, he thought you'd be hot copy. Should we ask Mr. Huntoon? Well, sit down, son. We'll start at the beginning. I was born in a little white house on the top of Kickapoo Hill back in Peoria during the Indian days. And when I was just a mere child... We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Hello, folks. This is Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. You may not realize it, but you have the key to my house. 
And all you have to do to get in on Wednesday nights is turn your radio dial to NBC. You'll meet my little family. There's Leroy. Hi, Uncle. Hello, Leroy. And then there's our wonderful housekeepers. What are you doing, talking to yourself? No, my boy, I'm talking to millions of people. Oh, good. Can I say something to them? Well, I suppose so. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the kindest, most generous uncle in the whole world. Well, thank you. And just to prove it, he will not cross my palm with a quarter. Leroy. I'm going. That boy. Miss Garrett, please. Yes, Bertie. Uh, Bertie's our housekeeper. One of your girlfriends is on the phone. Oh? Who is it? She sounds like a blonde. (laughs) I'll be right there. And, folks, on Wednesday night, you'll meet Mr. Peavy. He isn't here now. No, I wouldn't say that. Oops, Peavy. Didn't see you behind me. (laughs) See you Wednesday night, folks. So there's ten kids going on the hike, Molly, and they're all going to be here tomorrow morning at 9.30. Say, has it occurred to you to wonder how you get ten children out to Dugan's Woods to start the hike? It's 15 miles out there, you know. Oh, didn't I tell you? The principal is going to let us use the school's new station wagon. The new one? Yeah. I'd better go along and drive. That's what the principal said. Good night. (laughs) Good night, all. And Tums, T-U-M-S, Tums for the Tummy, have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the old-timer, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Richard Beals as Willie Toop. This is John Wald inviting you to take a trip to the woods tomorrow with a busload of children and Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Jim Fleming with the Heart of the News tonight on the NBC Radio Network.